0: Azam, azam, azam. azam.
1: Shia. Shia.
0: Alhamdalillah, Nahmadu, and Astarino, and Astarfiro, when I rode the villa, he made sure and Fusina women say at the Armadina, may he had the hilah, who feller muddilla, when may you illa, illa, who had the hula sharikala, where a shadow and Mohammed and Abduhu or Rasulu, sallallahu who are they who was selling. Yea, you had the name of Takulaha Haka to Kati, mutun illawa and to Muslimun. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَاقُونُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزٌ عَظِيمًا أَمَّا بَعَدْ Our beloved Prophet Torah ﷺ that so long as we're helping our brother or sister in humanity, in Islam, it's left open. So long as we're helping others, then Allah will help us. We can understand this in general If we generally try to help other people in any way We can do so with the intention Hoping that Allah will help us in a specific way Or in a general way What's best for us to do Is to try to have ihsan and to try to be mindful Of thinking and reflecting What do I specifically want from Allah And then how can I help someone else How can I help other people In that same area of life So if you want Allah to help you with your housing situation, how can you help other people with their housing? If you want Allah to help you with your teenagers, how can you help other people with their teenagers? If you want Allah to remove your worry and anxiety and whatever it may be, try to help other people in the same way. What goes around comes around, especially when it comes to doing good deeds with Ihsan for the sake of Ar-Rahman. In Surah Ar-Rahman, there's a famous ayah which we all know, Allah says, Hal illa Is there any reward for Ihsan other than Ihsan? Allah is teaching us, Allah is reminding us that when you produce Ihsan, eventually that's what you're going to receive. And the reality is, when we take a step back and we look at the blessings that Allah has given us in general, especially living where we live, and on top of that we have the priceless blessing of Islam, of Iman, Allah, in a sense, has, gi- has given us the best of both worlds. When it comes to deen, Allah has given us Islam. Inna and Allah al-Islam. When it comes to dunya, Allah has allowed us to live in this country. How can we use the blessings Allah has given us to help those who are less fortunate? How can we use the blessings Allah has given us to help others? Number one, that'll protect the blessing that you have. If you want Allah to help you with your health, help other people... With their health, this doesn't mean that someone they go and they read two and a half articles on WebMD and then they say, "Okay, my knee, I want Allah to help me with this health issue." So let me go and you know offer to to do some kind of oral surgery for someone in my kitchen with a butter knife and Vaseline. Obviously, that's preposterous. That's not what this means at all. But if someone, if they can, <laughs> can they're talking to someone, a friend, family member, community member, just a person, and they mention that you know they have this really bad toothache. And you say, oh, I know a trustworthy dentist, let me refer you to them. You're helping them somehow in connection with that, with that area. If you want Allah to help you with something, take a proactive approach and reflect and think, how can I help someone else? How can I help other people in this same area? If you want Allah to help you to get married, help other people to get married. If you want Allah to help you in any area of your life, first look at, What can you do to help other people in that same area? Do that with the intention of facilitating Allah helping you. When it comes to this concept, when it comes to this idea of doing good to help other people, doing good in general, I want to remind myself and all of us here that this is an integral part of our deen. Over 30 times in the Qur'an, Allah pairs together prayer and zakah. This is no coincidence. This is, this is not done randomly or haphazardly. When people pray together, they're supposed to get to know each other. And when a community truly gets to know each other, sincerely, then you start to learn more about the good and the bad that other people are going through. But sometimes, unfortunately, as Muslims, we hear that another Muslim in the community is struggling with something, whatever it is the response oftentimes is to do the exact opposite of what Allah teaches us, of what the Prophet teaches us a.s. Instead of going to help that person who may be struggling with their housing, with their food, with their family, with whatever, instead of going to help them for the sake of Allah, we go and we talk behind their backs and we say this and we say that, and then we wonder, why, you know, why are things not going my way? Why are things not going how I may want them to go? How did you respond when someone else was in need? If you fulfill their need, if you help them, the Prophet taught us that the greatest act in a hadith, the greatest act after the obligations is to bring happiness to another Muslim or to relieve them of their debt. When a community prays together, what's supposed to happen, people talk to each other, they get to know each other on a social level, and then you learn, oh, so and so. They're in the hospital. You know, they're struggling with the hospital bills. Hey, let's each pitch in a little bit of money so we can help them. That's what's supposed to happen. Praying together is not supposed to be limited to just praying together in a vacuum. If nothing changes, then what's the difference between praying together and praying at home alone or anywhere alone? It's supposed to facilitate certain other good deeds. It starts with prayer, but then you're talking to other people sincerely within the community. You know, so and so, they lost their job and you know, they're str- they're, they may not be able to pay rent at the end of the month. Oh wow, immediately the Muslim should have a response. What can I do to help them? It, it does not all fall on one person to do that. Can you talk to five, 10, 20 other people? Hey, if all of us do a little bit, then we can really help this person. When you do that, the Prophet taught us that you're given victory through helping the poor and the weak among you. Salahuddin, before battle, the, the night before, he would go and he would feed the poor. He understands that it's not just limited to the physical, it's not just limited to what you see. It's not just about the, the, the swords and shields on the battlefield at that time. There's also a metaphysical aspect, there's also a spiritual aspect. إِنْ <inaudible> تَمْصُرُ Our deen is the deen of action, we have to be proactive when it comes to doing good in general, especially when it comes to helping other people because they need help and especially if you want Allah to help you in an area of your life, help other people. Help other people. <laughs> if we take a step back and if we say, Ya Allah, help me with this, help me with this, help me with this. Good. وَاسْأَلُ اللَّهِ مِنْ Fadl? Ask Allah from His bounty. Ask Allah from His favor. Good. We're supposed to do that. We have to do that. Allah loves it when we do that. But are we tethering that dua with action? If someone is saying, Ya Allah, help me with my work situation. Good, you're supposed to ask Allah. You're also supposed to dot the I's and cross the T's to try to prepare the best resume that you can prepare, to try to network and talk to whoever that you can. You have to to do your part as well. It's not ask, 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 and then you don't do anything. You have to also try to do your part as well. And this is a key component of that. Do what you can to help yourself. And part of helping yourself is found in helping other people. We often think that when it comes to helping other people, they're the primary beneficiaries. That's not the perspective we're supposed to have as Muslims. When a person gives their zakah, their understanding and attitude should be, first of all, I'm doing an obligation. I don't even deserve a, a thank you. I am simply delivering this to you on behalf of the king. It's not actually in my possession. I'm, ju- I'm just. I'm just the middleman. I'm just facilitating it to you. It's not just about learning our deen, as important as that is, without question. What next? What comes after that? Are we just learning or are we learning and living? How can I live my deen as best I can? How can I help other people as best I can within my capacity? In general, and especially in specific ways that I want Allah to help me This deen is a deen of action It's a deen of standing up, doing the right thing as best you can And helping other people Helping those around you Imagine two people, they're, they're praying next to each other The same line in the same masjid One of them is asking Allah Ya Allah, please help me I, I don't know what I'm going to do to pay the rent tomorrow And the other person is thinking Ya Allah, I need to pay some of my zakah Maybe I'll send it overseas There's nothing wrong with that There's good in that generally. But scholars have always mentioned over the centuries in the different schools of thought, zakah is best when it's given locally. Zakah is always best when it's given locally. So if you look at those two people, what should happen? They're praying together, but then they should, you know, talk casually, organically. And then one of them gets to know, oh, this other person, they're struggling in that way. And then they have to think creatively, okay, what's the best way to help them? That can be figured out. Where there's a will, there's a way. You'll find a way. In a healthy community, those two, they need each other. It's not just one needs to pay the rent and they need the other person. No, the other person needs them too. You're praying next to someone, they're in need. You have the means and you're completely oblivious. We have to get to know each other on a social level. That's supposed to be fruit that comes from praying Together, We ask Allah to help us with our prayer. We ask Allah to help us with our zakah. We ask Allah to help us to get to know each other organically and sincerely. And we ask Allah to help us to help each other because in doing so, in reality, we're helping ourselves more than anyone else. Because on yawm al-qiyamah, al tifarda. Everybody shows up on yawm al-qiyamah individually. In the long run, you're helping yourself. You have that good deed in your book of deeds. What if that's what saves you? What if every... your account breaks even? But then what if there's that one extra good deed? Someone gave water to a dog, they enter Jannah. Someone removed something harmful from the road, Allah enters them into Jannah. Our deen is very practical. But we have to embrace that practicality and live it as best we can. We ask Allah to make it easy for us. We ask Allah to help us to live the Quran as best we can. Subhana wa salamun al rabbil alamin. I want to tether this general message with a specific opportunity to put it into practice Sayyida Aisha anha she wasn't, she wasn't just the wife of the Prophet alayhi as high and honorable, no question as that maqam is, she was also an incredible, incredible scholar in her own right. And when she was asked about the Prophet, she's basically being asked to summarize 63 years of his life in a nutshell. What's the summary that she gives? She says his character was the Qur'an. Short and sweet. His character was the Qur'an Wasallam. When it came to the Prophet's connection with the Qur'an Wasallam, his primary intention was to live it. It wasn't just seen as, you know, as a checklist. You know, Imagine a parent, they give their child, okay, I want you to do these 10 chores. And then they go and they come back after a couple hours, they ask them, hey, did you do the chores that I, that I asked you to do? Imagine if their response is, no, I didn't do any of them, but I read it and I understood it and I memorized it and I can recite it to you. Okay, that's, that's fine and dandy. Did you clean your room? No, did you do your laundry? No, did you pick up your dirty socks? No, did you do the dishes? No, why should I care if you memorize the list? That's actually worse. That's actually worse because it's totally different. If they, Oh, I, I forgot, I'm sorry, I'll go do it immediately. That's called sincere tawbah. But if they, I read it, I, I, you know, I'm aware of these different things that you wanted me to do. Did you do any of them? No. Why? I didn't feel like it. What are we going to say to Allah? Allah has given us our GPS to Jannah. Allah has given us the guidance. It's there. Nowhere does Allah ask us to live the Qur'an perfectly. Nowhere does Allah say that. But Allah says, Try your best. Do what you can. Take that next step. Keep walking. Pull yourself back up after you fall down. Hang out with the right people. When you fall down, they'll pick you up. Even if they don't realize that's what they're doing. And the opposite is true, if you're doing good, you're hanging out with the wrong crowd, they'll pull you down even if you're trying to do good. We have to surround ourselves with the right people who try in our own ways to sincerely live the Qur'an as best we can. I want to tether this general reminder with a specific opportunity and action item. I'm here today on behalf of Ihsan Foundation for West Africa. And the specific campaign that I'm focusing on today is Somalia drought relief. This is the worst drought that they faced in decades. And it's up to us to do what we can to help them as best we can, so we at least have something to say on Yawm Al Qiyamah. If we're asked, did you know about it? And we say, yes, what did you do with the wealth that I gave you? I didn't do anything. Did you at least give something? The Quran is general when it comes to sadaqa. Allah says, give something. Allah doesn't mention 10 bars of gold, 30 coins of silver. Allah says, just give. With the understanding, whatever you have, you're only going to have it for a few days before you die. So, do you want that amount to go in charity or to go in inheritance? We need to reflect and think okay, what can we do to help those who are in need? I'll conclude with this. Someone may think that, why should we care? First of all, they're human beings. Second of all, they're Muslim. And on top of that, if you know anything about Somalia, every area, every niche, every culture has beautiful sunnas and practices that they gravitate extra towards. You find in Somalia the norm, here we learn our ABCs, there the norm is for them to learn Quran. The norm is for the children to become Hufal. That's not the exception, that's the norm. So here we learn A, B, C, that's good. There they learn Alif, Lameen, that's good. We need them more than they need us. $40 will help a family of nine for a month. We'll feed them for a month. We spend, if you go, you and your friend, you go have dinner. You you spend that without even thinking. That's how much it costs here. It is what it is. But can we sacrifice a little bit hoping that it's going to make a big difference for them because if we don't do this then somebody else will we should have a a sense of ghira a sense of of like pride and jealousy at the same time that no no no, i i want to be the one to help my brothers and sisters i'm not just going to sit back and let someone else do that i want to be the one to fulfill their needs it's more about the intention than the amount that's given. I ask you to give me a few moments after prayer. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to help us to connect with the Quran as best we can and we ask Allah to help us to live it as best we can, we ask Allah to guide us. We ask Allah to forgive us. We ask Allah to protect us. رَبَنَا لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِنْ أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا رَبَنَا وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِسْرَاً كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا رَبَنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ warhamna عَنَّا وَاعْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا أَنْ